Hello, everyone. Welcome to 15 Minutes, a podcast about fame. Episode 41. I'm Jamie Berger. Just about this time a year ago, we aired episode 9 with Matthew Letkowitz. Matthew's an old friend who was one of the founders of the legendary Lady Killigrew Cafe in the Montague Book Mill, and one of the first friends I ever had in Western Massachusetts, where I've now lived for 12 years in August. Matthew has since left for California, first for the Bay Area, and, and now for L.A., where he last year spoke to us right as he was just beginning shooting the first episodes of his True TV series, You Can Do Better. Last year in episode nine, and if you haven't heard it, it's worth going back and listening to because he was uh, really at odds with the whole idea of going to Hollywood, of Hollywood itself, of, of all of that, and certainly of fame. A year later, he is living in L.A. He has just finished episode 26 of the show, which will air begin airing on True TV on July 11th. And while he still maintains his, let's call it, skepticism now about fame and Hollywood, he certainly had a few fun stories to tell us about the year since he reluctantly became a television personality. We sat down for a chat while he was back visiting at the end of May, right here in Turner's Falls. We are at the kitchen table with Matthew Lekowitz. You know, this is this is going to be this is the first of what I hope will be a uh, the kitchen table series. I, that sounds like a fun idea. Yeah, and you you'd always get the right, creek. Get the little creek, and the dogs will come in now and then. There'll be dogs. I like it. Might be a cat. So here we are, a year later. I listened last night to the first episode. Oh, did you really? With with a little bit of cringing at my own. Uh, Awkwardness? Sure. Yeah. Early, early episode. Definitely more comfortable now. But I also, it was good to listen to because you hadn't finished the first episode then. You were, you were in the midst of episode one. Now you are done with episode 26. That's right. Yeah. And you, I guess this might all end up in the intro instead of here. You spent a year in LA. You're making it permanent. Yes. Uh, Correct. Is that... Based on hopes of the future, or have they given you another? Uh, hopes at this point. Yeah. So what happened in so in this past year, we... Yeah. Oh, man. I should have listened back to it. But what I remember is that I was so over it. You could were very... Not, yeah. Could not care less. Uh, I still feel... <laughs> yes. <laughs> to, a cer- to a certain degree, but... The experience of actually has we finished actually shooting. We the first season, uh, first part of the season came out, and then it got picked up. And when it got picked up again for a second round, that's when I moved. Because at that point, I basically went back to San or Oakland 
and then turned around. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is silly. Like, I can't, I yeah. gotta, I need my own place. I need a real place. And so, but there is no future beyond right. this season that we just completed. That'll air in July. Right. And then after ratings come in, we'll get a sense of if mm-hmm. we're coming back for more. Do you have uh, thoughts on what you would do if, if it's just these two seasons? Do you have blow, a, yeah blow blow all my money on just like yeah. rich people shit? Do you have a Hollywood as well as a literary agent at this point? Yes, a, an actor agent, a, a, yeah. a host agent, a host agent, basically an yeah. uns, unscripted agent. So, I with her, her expertise would be getting me other hosting gigs, or and this is more what she's up to and more what I'm up to selling new shows. Yeah, yeah, that would be the thing. How's it going? Um, I'm worried. It it's going well. Though. Yeah, we're checking recording levels there. No, I, I'm, I was worried more about you. That sounds like the Seacrest track. Oh man, I would be well as you know. I think and I said we this last about time. This. I would be, and I say this every time he is brought up. I would be so good at that job. You did say that, but yeah. what I still don't know is how you would feel about it. I would hate that job. Right. Oh, being a professional. Now, like I said, I probably talked about Cat Dealey. It's not a bad. Like it's a, not a bad living. No, it I'm is sure. a great living, but it is compl- it is creating, and this is what I think. Uh, upon reflection, a year later, is still true for me. It is about presenting something that you. It's not about making something, and I still I could care less about. I could care less about achieving a level of success in a realm that would come with fame, that would come with mm-hmm. more money, would come with w- whatever that comes mm-hmm. with. But I would be so uninterested in doing it, and I don't have to. Right. Like if I don't, so if I don't make it as a, if I don't make it as a host, but I also don't make it as a writer, yeah. or a, a creator of other stuff, mm-hmm. then maybe I go back to my old life. Mm-hmm. Like that's fine. I would. I don't want to get. I don't want to chase something that I don't actually want. Mm-hmm. Could you end up writing on someone else's team as well? I, I don't think I would be that. good at it. I don't think I would be good no. at it. No. I've after seeing after meeting a lot of writers, like writers who like write like for shows. They are just, they pump out the work. Like, yeah. they just pump it out. Yeah. And I'm slow. I'm just too slow for that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I would be much more interested in creating something of my own and being more of a creative director rather mm-hmm. than I need to write every word yeah. kind of a thing. Like, Vince Gilligan's job would be amazing. <laughs> you know? Yeah, so would his, his abilities would be. Oh, exactly. Because I think he almost like, would, he could write every word too mm-hmm. in the, of that show. So uh, before I ask you stuff, what what notes did you take about about this before we came? I don't want to. Well, okay. So there is. We should definitely talk about. So like, there is like there is just what like I've had many more famous experiences. Like we could just you, you keep just, you. We've been holding back because yeah. I'm a big NBA fan and Matthew is too, and he knows oh, yeah. that I am. And he's there's he's met Shaq and I still don't know the story, so we're gonna hear that at some point. Okay. That's right. So I've had famous person I could get there's reflections on just sort of being that person in a room yes among yes even though I'm at the very end of yes. it and then but then there is kind of I just have thoughts I would love to talk to you about like I, I what because I, I I really was not into what I was doing last time we talked it was painful as hell because again like I said the creative stuff is what is interesting to me and and this has been a creative slaughter mm-hmm. like I have been totally beaten down yeah and that was a good and humbling experience and all of that is is positive but um 
I ne- but there are aspects of the famous life that are interesting and appealing that are unrelated mm-hmm. to that. And those things are kind of interesting to talk about because it's like, what is fame actually? Is, yeah. is, you know, what, what is it a, a, yeah. as a real thing? I'll just sneak this in as much as I, every, anyone who listens to this and probably you know, that I have, hey dogs, stop wrestling on I your have table. two get dogs. Two dogs, get out of the room. Go, 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 go. Yeah. Those, go, go, that is go. A horrible way to treat your children. My furry Look, children. they came right they back. They came right back. <laughs> All right, we're going to try. You guys, shh. So good. Anyone who listens to this show knows that I have a lot of mixed feelings about my dogs fighting. But also, no, about Mark Maron. Oh, yeah. And, and <laughs> you I, have an I, arch, I You talk, have an arch nemesis? I know. I often talk about how great he is at what he does, but how he he is hard for me to listen to because he brings... He, he expresses the worst sides of me that I don't like to see, and I don't. Oh. When I see him, I think I'm like him, and I don't like the way he is with his neediness on the radio. So yeah, what is it about him it's that the, he's? What, it, what is he mirroring to you? It's okay. Oh. And there, uh-huh. There's there's several things, but I don't want to go into that here now. Mark Maron is great at what he does, and two things he did last week were great. He led the show with his monologue that I have skipped through. I only listen when it's someone I like. Yeah. Guest was Jay Masses, oh, who you have cool. seen. You as oh, cafe yeah. owner saw for years. I as as bar owner, cafe goer, everywhere. I have never seen Jay speak. He had Jay Masses on, so I'm gonna listen to that. Yeah, I've never heard Jay talk. He's probably spoken to you a couple words. A so couple words. Can I have a coffee? Yes, sort of. Yeah, and his wife would do most of the most talking. of the talk. Yes. Yeah. So I've heard rumors that Jay can get on a roll when he goes into a guitar shop, say. Ah. Uh. But he. Oh man, can you and imagine Marin and, like, Marin and him just geeking yes, out over guitars? Yes. Oh man. And he apparently just was in LA and said, hey Mark, can I come in? So, but before that, the intro was about Marin being uh, at a backstage party, invited, he went to go see you two, and he, he talks a lot about, I'm not a famous guy. I mean, of course, he is, relatively in the world, he's, he's, in, he's in the top, the top whatever percent to compared to the rest of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he talked about not really wanting to go in, and then he goes in, and then everyone's in the room. Mm. And everyone, and all the people are in the room, and he's just about being... Like Gwyneth Paltrow. Yes, yes. It wasn't <laughs> Gwyneth, and I can't think of who it was right now, but it was like a dozen Gwyneth Paltrows in the uh-huh, room. Yeah. And how, what it was like being that guy in the room, yeah. which was very interesting. Uh-huh. Uh, and very, I don't think, falsely humble. Like yeah. He doesn't feel famous. I don't think many people do unless it's so in their faces. You know who feels famous? Who? Shaquille O'Neal. Oh, yes, absolutely. Feels so famous. It was like the Pope walked in the room. It was unbelievable. I'd never seen anything like it. So, and I was in a very similar experience recently. Yeah. So, as part of the television business, there's a thing called the upfronts. Mm-hmm. Similar to Mark, in that I was that guy in the room yeah. of like 12 Gwyneth Paltrow's. Um, and uh, so anyways it's called the upfronts and the upfronts are where the networks pedal pedal their ass mm-hmm. to the advertisers mm-hmm. and they say here's what we got coming up we're the best network you're definitely going to want to advertise with us 
And but mostly it is a they just make they just give these people an experience, and so they fly in all of the people who are on their networks. So I'm part of Turner. I'm on True oh, TV, which is part, True of Turner. part of Turner. Exactly, which is so I'm on again. I'm at the I'm just like the B the Z team. I'm uh-huh. the end of the bench that they're flying uh-huh. in. They still flew me on a private jet. But you're on the bench, buddy. But I'm on the bench. You made, now, you made the squad. Yeah. Now I don't know. I don't know if that's. I don't know if I care about that. <laughs> But um, because there's another bench. There were people there who were on a different bench. Like the, the person I was the most excited to see there was Amy Sedaris. Uh-huh. Because she has a show on True now. Uh-huh. And like she is just someone who I admire. Like someone who has continually been herself and done her work. Mm-hmm. And that is, I, and I just think that's so cool. So, but there were like super fan. Like I was like, there's Wolf Blitzer. <laughs> you know, because CNN. Anthony Bourdain was there. <laughs> Kenneth Branagh was there. Yes. Because he's on TNT yes. or something or TV, you know, whatever. And so I'm just constantly, I'm just looking around. It's funny. I had to get there. So I had to get there early. Okay. So what they do, they bring everyone together mm-hmm. and they, they put us in a room and it's the green room before we then go over to an event where all of the advertisers are ad executives from big companies, from agencies, from, you know, right. all over people who buy, you know, people who buy advertising for Coke are there, you know? And they just sit back and watch the show, and they say, we got these famous people, we got these famous, and then Anthony Bourdain walks out and does a thing, and then CNN comes out and does a thing, and, but while, before all that, there's a red carpet, uh-huh. and because they always have a red carpet, I've learned, because they, they just want to take photos and say, we have famous people at our event, mm-hmm. and so there's a red carpet. So they, I had to get there. I was the first per- celebrity <laughs> who had to get there. <laughs> yeah, like, like I, you know, because like, oh. the event doesn't start until noon or you know whatever it is but I'm there at 9 because from 9 to 9.30 is whatever our slot yeah you know Bourdain rolls in at 11.45 you know like of course because he's Bourdain yeah um but but all of that pay like all of that like Bourdain oh my god there's Kenneth Brown that's a famous person was when when Shaq walked in the room I, I like I said it was like the Pope walked in it was unbelievable. The entire room. He shifted the whole room's gravity. I mean, he's humongous. Yeah, that's a, the strangest thing. Is yeah. He stands next to the biggest people in the world, and he's so much bigger than they He's are. enormous. Yeah. But more than that, he, he, he is... He glows. He, he glows. He's he, like he, Bill Clinton. He, exactly. Yeah. He, he has absorbed what he is, and he... Or, like, he knows he's famous, and he's good at it. Like, he just walks through the room shaking hands, and people just... Hey, Shaq. Like... Hey, <laughs> yeah. did you shake his hand? He came. Up, I was with someone who randomly knew him. Like I was. It was such a. So this is a weird story. But I was there with. There was a guy that Abby, my co-host, who's yeah. been on the show, and I only listened to her episode, of course. Uh, and she knows a guy from TMZ because she used to work at People, um, and so this guy and her are chatting because they know each mm-hmm. other, and then Shaq approaches us, mm-hmm. and he's like, and he goes, he goes. What are you doing talking to my girl? He says about Abby to this guy. And he's like, ah, Shaq. And he's like, what the heck is going on? And then uh, I'm like, hi, Shaq. You know, and whatever. And was it like, was it like a bear call? Yeah. Yeah. It was like, <laughs> I mean, I honestly was like, I was flustered. I yeah. was like, I was so excited. And his, his hand is so warm. 
And when I, t I told a friend of mine, I was like, I texted, it's like, I met Shaq, his hand is so warm, and he right back, right, he's like, yeah, he's got so much mass, he's like his, he's like a son. <laughs> he's like a son. <laughs> and it was like that. So he had this back. Now, it turns out that this guy from TMZ is like best friends with Shaq. Uh-huh. Like, and so Shaq got him in. He wasn't even supposed to be in the room. Uh-huh. Uh, but he got in the room because Shaq is like a buddy of his, and he is like this short, hilarious white guy. Like, and honestly, and Shaq and him are like palling around. Oh, God. It, I, I did, later that day... I had an experience. There was, the shack has this effect where I, I later that day we were. I was out at someone. I was eating at somewhere and they had forgot to put something on the bill. And I was like, "Great, don't have to pay." And then I was like, "I can't stiff." I met Shaq today. Yeah. Like, what am I gonna do? Yeah. I met Shaq. Yeah. So he, he made you a better person. He did. So he is a per like. It's different. It's funny to see the beat for me being the guy in the room was not intimidating because what are you gonna do? Like I don't, I'm not gonna talk to these people. Like they're, I'm not there to talk to them. But it was interesting to realize my different, like who sparks. You know, you're like, oh, that person. I'm like really excited to see, and like Amy Sedaris. Mm -hmm. But again, whatever Anderson Cooper. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know? well, I, I actually, is he as handsome in, in real life? Yeah, yeah, he's pretty handsome. I, I have a little. I don't Short. watch CNN. I don't watch news very much, but. I'll watch important times, you know, and I will watch the video of him crack the videos of him cracking up laughing on camera. Yes, for hours they just they make your life so much better. He's great, and he he did this weird segment with um, Conan O'Brien and Shaq for the event. Uh huh. That was a very strange pairing because Conan O'Brien's on TBS, so you had right. uh, you got CNN, TBS, and then TNT, and TNT. Sports, yeah. Or any of the other TNT, NBA, oh, yeah, TNT, like, which Barkley, oh, yeah, Barkley was like, Barkley was getting down at the after party. The after party was a Drake concert. The after party was a Drake concert. I mean, concert. it was nuts. So much money. So much money. Yeah. And the concert was like, again, it's one of these corporate gates. So interesting. To it was, woo these advertisers. To woo these advertisers. All that give them an experience. And, yeah. uh, that was, and that was hosted by Adult Swim. Uh-huh. It was actually, I thought, I, when I came away, honestly, feeling like, huh. T Turner's actually does some really funny, interesting, weird stuff. Sam mm -hmm. B. Oh, Samantha B. was there. Uh huh. Yeah, I was like, man. Wait, so did Turner you meet Amy? No, oh. I wanted to go up. I was, I was, I was, I tried to get in a position where it wouldn't have been too. Oh, okay. I'll finish the story, and then I got a story about Michael Moore, uh, who was there because he's now on CNN. He's going to have a documentary show on That's CNN. Good. Yeah. So. Uh, see, I got the hot takes. Got the you got do. the hot news you from do. Turner. I gotta get this up pretty soon. Uh, and in fact, you're probably gonna go up right after David Sedaris. And my uh, fantasy was that I will tweet Amy like, "Hey, here's your brother. You want to come on and give me your take? I love it." I can imagine. I totally yeah, imagine she yeah, would. Yeah. She would be so interesting to to hear. Yes. Uh, so I was trying to get what I was I had just finished Horace and Pete did you see Horace and Pete I've seen the first half of Horace and Pete and I keep getting interrupted because it's too disturbing for Anya yeah. <laughs> so I usually watch yeah. everything together but I I, I, can't, I watch them just at my desk now and yeah. she is she's in the last episode oh. and is you know how I, you know how like this how they it's like guest stars like people come yeah. into one episode and then that storyline's yeah. done or whatever She's amazing. Mm -hmm. It's an amazing performance, an amazing use of her. I, and so I wanted to, I was like brimming. I literally just seen it two it. days ago and I just want, I was feeling really connected to it and I just really wanted to share that with her. It's funny. That's, I get that impulse. That, that impulse is a weird one. Do you get that? Absolutely. You're like, it's, it's like, I like, I have to tell them that they're yeah, important to me. Right. It's Even so though weird. they don't need to hear it no. unless they get it. 
Yeah, totally. Yeah, unless they're just, a, you know. Right. Unless they're, you know, unless they're you and you're just arriving. <laughs> That's right. To be told, I really love your show. And you're like, really? Oh, that is, I have people, I have, I, I thought, so I've had one stranger tell me that. And I was like, all right, all right, dude. see Matthew's, uh. It's like, all right, dude, right. <laughs> whatever. Chill out. <laughs> solid, some solid B minus. <laughs> this season is a B minus. What would you say the first season was? C minus, with 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 some gems. Though. Every show yeah, has C-. something really good in it. Yeah, like yeah. A, like a good like a smart kid uh, yeah, C minus paper. Yeah, exactly. Because they're figuring it out. Yeah, and they're like a stoner kid in the back. <laughs> and that's and that's you. Yeah, it's uh, become me. No, I, I I don't think of you as that kid. <laughs> no, I was front of the class, brother. Yeah. Oh man. No goody two shoes A Oh, straight A's my entire life. Wow, Isn't that I insane? never knew that. It's All insane. the time. Isn't that crazy? You're the opposite of Anya. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Also, male, female. She's a female. Right, but she was a rebel and was like, <laughs> yeah. you know, I'm going to mess up on purpose. So did Sarah, Yeah, my wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we better leave this topic before totally. I get in and trouble. Both Sarah and Anya are smarter than me. <laughs> yes, I mean, I, by uh, leagues. Uh, yeah. it, uh, the goody two-shoes were never smart. They we were always our, the ones yes. who wanted to yes. be thought of as smart. Yes. That's my curse. My curse. That's my white guy curse. White guy curse. First t- I, I wanted to be seen as too smart. Yeah. And funny. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I actually was funny, though. <laughs> I wasn't that smart, but I was funny. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we can come back to if you remember other moments with people at that, mm-hmm. that, that particular event or over the course of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else is on your list to interview yourself about? Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I... Yeah, I was, like, wondering, like, I think I just got, I was really trying to think about fame. Like, what is the value of it? Like, why are people, why are you interested in fame? What do you think? Like, I was, one thing I remember talking about last time was, like, what is it, who cares if you're famous? What does it give you at this point? And you're like, why is fame better than, like, just having a good job and a good life that you really enjoy? Mm -hmm. Like, what, what is it about fame? So, what is the value? I kind of don't even understand what people mean when they mean it do they mean people know who i am and like me is that fame is it i am the most powerful person in a room is that fame like what what is it i'm gonna go with yes to both of those okay and the and there's also not people will like me but what i the vague thing that i imagine building or making in the world will be validated by the world Mm, and that not just my person but my my art why does that require fame though well, I don't know about I, I use the fame to to in the for the sake of this show in terms of acclaim as well. Okay. Res, you know, respect of your of your of your peers beyond your local circle. Well, then I mean, you missed a you missed a real great opportunity to name this show Famin and Acclaimin. Famin and Acclaimin. Oh. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Maybe you have a maybe a naming career is what you can fall back on. Or not. Yeah. No. My friend Mitch is a namer. Uh, I'm not. Yeah. He names shows. He names. Yeah. That's a way of thinking. It's like people who write headlines. Mm-hmm. I don't. I can't. I am definitely a person who. Why use five words when I could use 500? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I don't know if you were asking rhetorically and you were going to answer oh. it or if you want me I, to well, answer I was, it. I want you to answer it because I, the, I've been trying to think about it for myself. Yeah. Like, what do, what is the benefit of this life yeah. that I have now? And at, even at the end of the bench, mm-hmm. would we call me famous? You know? 
Well, I don't want to go too much into it because a couple episodes before you is the uh, end of your episode yeah. with our resident psychiatrist, Dr. Lois Parkinson, Ooh. who grills me on these same things. Oh, but very interesting. Since she grilled me, I've thought a lot about this. Yeah. I know that I've always been, you know, obsessed with various levels of success and people who, you know, younger and pettier who got it when I deserved it. But then I wasn't writing the shitty book that they wrote uh-huh. to get the acclaim for it. Right. And I was stewing over the story that I wasn't finishing. Yeah, right. Uh, and yeah. hanging out at the bar. Right. Uh, shooting pool. Right. Good, so they deserved the success that they got. So so there, there's an element of figuring out why that has been an issue. There, of self-therapy, as I say yeah. often in these episodes. But there's also... The election has changed what this is about for me a lot. Oh, interesting. I think fame is a, is a huge part of why we are in the horrible position we are in. Yeah. In terms of... Yeah. I, I, hate, I just hate saying his name. Some people... Uh, Lois said to me, are you trying not to, to get people upset and trying to be middle of the road? I'm like, no, I just hate... I don't want people to have to think about Donald Trump <laughs> yeah, more than right. they already do. Yeah, 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 right. I don't say the word hemorrhoids all the time. Exactly. Like, like, like it's like, it's a thing that exists, but it's an evil yeah. upon your ass. <laughs> Thank you. Matthew Leckowitz, everybody. It's an evil upon your ass. Um, that the rise of fame culture, the term yep. that I'm hoping I coined last week, is largely responsible for not just things like the rise of a celebrity who wasn't even liked on his own show. He was, the, he was kind of the villain. Yeah. But he was recognizable. They yep. trusted his distrustworthiness. They're yep. like, I know this man's out for himself. He's not like other politicians. He's not claiming he's not. Right. I'll take him. Yep. And he's famous and I know him. Yep. So there's that. There's also, I'm going to, I'm hoping to interview some cultural studies people on the rise of fame as a reason for all the mass murders we see in, in schools. Yep. And, you know, we think of religious terror as about glory above, but they also want glory on earth. So, so I feel like there's a more serious. Well, our uh, value system as Americans is based on celebrity. It, like, it has become like, and that's yeah. the thing that I get. That's why I like. I really my hatred of fame is 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 real because I think it's valueless. I don't think it has value. What has value is the work or mm-hmm. the performance or the. Um, eh, I don't know, the contribution yeah. that led to a thing, right? Yeah. And then, but now, fame is traded, it's sort of, it's funny, it's almost like the housing crisis, right? It's like, um, it's it's now something that trades with, on top of nothing. Mm-hmm. You, you know, think- there's no actual value underneath it, right. but you can trade in it. And right. so, but the famous be- for being famous, Sorry. kind of, you know, I mean, I studied postmodern philosophy dude. this is my whole jam is famous yeah. for being famous <laughs> the thing about fame is if you could buy stock in it it's hard to see a bubble yeah it's hard to see where it's ever going to end I'm going right. to yeah. pause for a second and let yep. the dogs back in yes I love it keep creaking the table people like this this is what people like people like yeah I'm actually reading a book about that right now called Reality Hunger oh you yeah, might be yeah. you might be into yeah, yeah, this yeah. actually I've read parts of Reality Hunger there's a whole thing about yeah. fame and reality TV and all that stuff. Hi. Yeah. You read, do you have a paragraph from Reality Hunger to read to us? Ooh, maybe. David Shields, you want to come on a radio uh, show? <laughs> I bet he would. Okay, Mario, let's okay, get Mario, down. Chill. Come on, come here. Chill, I'm not going to give you any, any love. Nope, nope, not for you. All right, I'll, not for you. I'll take care of them. You, you find your quote. Yeah. So we're looking at David Shields. Yeah. Oh, you know what he talks a lot about that's very interesting is the whole... Um, 
Remember uh, James Frey? Oh, I sure do. Yeah, I, I was very, little very... pieces. Yeah, he talks a lot about that and about how there is no more reality. Like it's all. I mean, this I'm. He would be very upset if I was summing okay. up his book poorly. But okay. you know, the, it's similar stuff, right? Yeah. That that we are trading in so much image and so much performance of ourselves, performance yeah. of who we are. And because we all now have these tools, we kind of are taking cues from famous people. Mm-hmm. And, and because it's, we're a media-based culture, we're mm-hmm. also one that is based around celebrity because we are based around a mass media, like and we always have been. Yep. And in capitalist society, we'll always find a way to make, you know, like they'll put value on charisma, you know, and make a thing, you know, make a thing and make Hollywood or whatever. Okay, this is, but... No, this is right on. Yeah, and so, and similarly... Our own, so our own lives are becoming this weird mix of fact and fiction that we're constantly navigating with ourselves and with each other, and whether or not. And so, celebrity—the celebrity aspect of it—is like, what is that? What are you trying to become? Yeah, you're trying to become. You're trying to get a million followers. Like, what is it? What are you doing? Well, and, and if you relate it to James Frey, Fry, who wrote a memoir that was. Turned out to be highly fictional. If you don't know who that was, and got in big trouble. And during to... during the great like all memoirs had to be about serious tragedy, like yes. insane stuff. You had to be like so much bad stuff yes. needed to have happened to you to have a memoir. Yes. And he was <laughs> lauded by Oprah, and then had to go back and apologize. Oh man! And I was on the. I'm admitted. I'm on the completely moralistic team because I think of myself as a writer sometimes, and you do as well yeah. and it's like how could you compromise yourself that completely you're talking about the like how, oh sure you know it's all on a, on a continuum but he chose to go to the most dishonest oh. edge of the continuum oh of course and like if you think because he wanted fame more than he wanted to be a, a good writer more right. than he wanted maybe well, he did try to sell it as fiction first I mean there he, you go I mean he tried to sell something similar to it as ah there you go very interesting yeah. I didn't know that I but they, I I gotta check that. I think that's sure. true, because uh, he might have gotten caught earlier if he had actually tried to sell right. that exact thing as fiction. Right. But yeah. and you got people like <laughs> non-fictionalized. That doesn't. That's a weird thing. Okay. Right. Oh, that's yeah. a very David Shieldsian thing yeah. to say. He non-fictionalized fiction would be. Mm-hmm. He would love that. Um, but it. Uh, <laughs> it that. Oh, and then they've got all the like the who's the glass who's that glass oh, reporter yeah. Yeah. who did it and and you know people. Yeah, they they want yeah, to crack the code. They want to crack the code that gives them what? That yeah. gives them yeah. a claim, right? And then there are people who already had a claim who did it. Like, is it, is it Jonah Lehrer? Yes. Yeah, I don't want to get the wrong name. Oh, apparently he, yeah. I just read something about him. Yeah. That he, he had been doing that for a very long time. And what had happened was... Small, small, small. No one knows. No one knows. No one knows. No one knows. And they just got bigger and bigger and bigger yeah, until last. eventually he took over. He tried to, you know, tried to do Bob Dylan. Yeah. You don't make up Bob Dylan. Yeah, I had a friend who used to do that <laughs> as a joke, and he would in a, in, in a given story he would keep going until he got called. And he he at one point I, I was at a party with him. Uh huh. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. Shut up. Okay, sorry about that. You were at a party at one with point, a friend. I was at a party in our backyard with him. And it was just the most beautiful. There were ten people, all of whom knew him, and that he was a prankster. And he got to the point. No, his ex girlfriend learned it from him, and she told the story. And she seems very innocent. Yeah, got to the point where she was on the Olympic 
soccer team before people started to say and even then the story ended without anybody calling her on it and the next morning I, call, I talked to my friends and I was like you know Kathy was lying right and they're like what do you mean she was on the Olympic no she wasn't on the Olympic she's no yeah yeah yeah, yeah that's a different thing yeah people who yeah. want to push yeah. push because they're weird right. people yeah that's, <laughs> you know, that's yeah um yeah, but how did we get to 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 dis- uh, I think people who uh, well, I want to maybe bring it back to what do you what do you get out of it and what so this drive to be famous mm-hmm. is a drive for I also think it is bad I think mm-hmm. it is I think it is a negative part of our culture mm-hmm. I don't think I don't think a fame is bad in right. and of itself the, the desire the drive for right. it and the currency of it mm-hmm. and that you can actually build the currency of it on your own using social media without actually in doing anything, you know, like you just kind of make, you kind of like cater to a community and make, well, that's the thing. I don't understand modern fame. Maybe modern fame like Kardashian fame and internet fame makes a ton of sense to people who are living it, but it makes no sense to me. And I don't think it's good because what are you, you're creating nothing of value. All you're creating is fame. And part of of the essay I want to start with and go from there till today is, does it start with Puck? Puck. On the real world? Oh. Does the real world start this? I and mean, it's got to be something before it, but I feel like that was yeah. the first huge yeah, that, yeah, random people. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Not only becoming famous, but yes. then trying to make lives. Absolutely. No, the birth of reality TV right, was is one. for sure a humongous shift in our in our idea of, of fame. And I don't think that's necessarily bad. I don't think reality TV is necessarily bad. Mm-hmm. Um, what makes you say that? <laughs> yeah, I don't think cable television, solid B minus TV, is bad. Is bad. Um, it's kind of interesting to watch like real people or whatever. But of course, it's not, it's real. not real. They know the cameras are on. And oh, it's scripted. Yeah. I mean, it's not real world. The real world was not. It was, um, you know, they would try it originally. They they just really just try. They just hoped that right. they would get in fights. Right. But now they've been trying to. Recreated artificially ever since. Yeah, right. Yeah, those exactly. other house shows and yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, Jackass I think was an early one. I think Jackass can be really. I mean, think about nobody. Nobody was doing. No one's filming their own weird stuff and putting like that's what the world is now. Mm-hmm. The world is people filming themselves and putting it online. Like it's crazy. Mm-hmm. So I but. I have some of the benefits of now being famous or being in the fame world mm-hmm. where I have a little of that currency. Yes. I've built a little of that currency built with nothing. It's not that I have nothing of value. It's just that mine has very middling value. Yes. <laughs> you know? You and your, your B yeah. minus value. Yeah, 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 exactly. That's kind of how a Seacrest gets to oh, yeah. you move up that B minus list That's and then right. your B minus on the, on the A list. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I can't, yeah, 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 yeah. I can't wait. Think, yeah, the thing that is, 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 is for me now is about the, the balance and, mm-hmm. and it's the work and this is what life has always been. It's just that now I'm getting paid for something that is a little closer mm-hmm. to what I enjoy doing and it's using some of my more performing arts talents as mm-hmm. opposed to whatever corporate marketing talents. Mm-hmm. But it's still the same. It's still the same. Like I still write on nights and weekends mm-hmm. my own stuff that Good. I you that I like year, you've been yeah sort I mean as much right. as I can I'm working on a I'm working on a yoga series but oh that's the other thing 
I'm getting, I'm chilling out. I, this is a good, this is nothing about fame. This is about trying to live as a writer and not kill yes. yourself, you know, which is something that I can imagine anyone who's tried to write over a long period of time has mm-hmm. gone through periods where they hate themselves and want to die. Mm-hmm. And so how do you do that? How do you do that over a long term, especially if you're getting no acclaim for it? But it's the thing that I love doing most. It's the mm-hmm. thing that I enjoy the most doing. Um, and so I ch- chilled out recently about caring about, I was like, what, what do actually I have to say? Like, wait a second. I shouldn't, I was like so obsessed with this idea of writing a novel. Like I wanted to write a novel. Right, of course. And I, and I, and maybe I will one day, yeah. maybe, but I don't, maybe that's not what I, maybe like, I, you know, and I was like, what do I actually know about? Because I was like, what's going to be easy for me to write? Cause I was working on the show and it was mo- taking most of my energy. So I was like, what is easy? Well, what am I, what do I actually have to say? And I was like, well, I actually know a lot about yoga. Mm-hmm. So I'm working on a series of yoga. I'm working on a yoga YouTube channel. Uh, and I'm working on a comic book. <laughs> you haven't started the YouTube channel. Though. No, but I've written, so I'm writing a script. Great. Yeah. Yeah. And a comic. And a comic. Yeah. Are you drawing it? No, I'm working with a friend of mine uh, from college, who Jesse Lonergan, who is a comic book artist. People should check out his stuff. It is so good. Uh, Jesse Lonergan. Is he related to the director? Kenneth? I don't think so. That would be amazing. No, I think I would know that. It's not a comic book. Uh, uh, Manchester by the Sea. So yeah. So good. Yeah. You want to hear some of the fun things about being? Tell, tell me. They really do treat you like, I don't even know if this is fame. But it is a per, like what I but there's there is something that happens there is something that happens where people stop questioning you about people have stopped questioning me for who I am not that I ever and maybe that's just that I've evolved as a human being but there's something about fame that does validate you to the world like I meet new people I don't worry what they think about me at all because they because I am being introduced to them as someone who has a TV show they're instantly on my side mm-hmm. unless they're bitter I've met some people who are like that doesn't make you cool like what oh. do you do for a living oh, I'm, I'm, I host oh, sure. a TV show I'm that sure. doesn't make you cool <laughs> you, you know? could go to parties in Williamsburg where it certainly wouldn't oh yeah oh, it, for sure. it, would, it would make them jealous some some would be honestly be like I would never participate no. in an advertising model but in general <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't say money is the other thing that immediately makes you credible, but let's stick with fame. Well, and that's the other thing. They pay you well. Yeah. So also the other thing about being, is that you, I don't know, they, they, they put value in it because yeah. they can trade on it. Right. Like if I have a little bit of fame, then the network can trade on that right. to advertisers. So I can command a fee. So like my life is, is they, it's like there is a value on yeah. it that is placed by culture right. that gives me both validity when I walk into a room and pays me well. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is an amazing job. And it's kind of circular. You're yeah. being, the, the better you do, the more yeah. famous you get, and the more you get paid just for being famous. It's amazing. The more, the more you get, because you, you, you do accrue fame. You can accrue value mm-hmm. in it, and then they can do things with that fame. They can open a movie with it. But, of course, it's very interesting because the fame industry is completely changing. Because of things like YouTube and niche audiences. There is no... I mean, Brad Pitt's allied did terrible. You know? Uh-huh. Like, that was... Brad Pitt... If Brad Pitt can't open a movie, only Tom Cruise can open a movie. Is, uh-huh. is basically what people are saying now. Wow. Yeah. You know, or it's a franchise. And that's why everything is, you know... Mm-hmm. So can Marvel. You mm-hmm. know, Marvel yeah. can open a huge yeah. movie. So can Jurassic yeah. things, you know? Yeah. So it is different than before. I mean, the the levels of fame, just like the music industry, we will never see another Rolling Stones. 
there's never going to be Marilyn Monroe again. Like mm-hmm. that level of like fame and, and like, because know, it's all diffuse. Everybody it's, exactly, has, it's, just, it's all exactly, niche. Exactly. Or, yeah. And it's, and we all live it. We yeah. all are filming ourselves all the time. Right. And like, right. it's just a different thing now. I, I would say Barack Obama. Oh yeah. He was, was maybe might be the last. Yeah. You know, there, there will always be someone. Yeah. Yeah. I guess there will always be someone, but who, not, not as many. Yeah, Elvis Mountain. Hollywood will not generate as many if, right. if right. you know, if they're better at generating right. franchises at this point. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I was just thinking this as you were talking about this. I haven't thought about this weirdly. I should look into it because of the show. But I'll bet your clout score is through the roof. Do you remember clout? Oh, clout. Does anybody still use clout? I have not heard the name. No, I don't think anyone. I think still clout, uses clout it. score went way. Well, I think again, clout was one of those. I mean, I fuck clout. Like fuck all that shit. I all that stuff about trying to. It's all part of that fame yes, culture like, that you're is, talking about, yeah. where trying to put a number. On somebody's ability to influence the opinion of other people is a gross way of interacting with the world. Mm-hmm. Because then people, I mean, all you see it on Instagram, I mean, everyone is becoming an advertisement, which is fine, like I guess, but it's at the, ex, but we're actually giving it value. It's like, not it's not fine though. I mean, it's fine in the sense that it's fine in the postmodern sense that, like, I don't know, that's what culture, you know, here yeah. it is. It's like, it's fine in the sense that that's the world. Yeah. Um, like we got to learn how to work with it, but it's not something I enjoy right. and it's not something I want to participate in, right. you know? Um, but I, but I kind of have a level of that old style of fame because the reason that there's money is because I'm getting funded by Turner, which is a, which is a, you know, a studio right. or a whatever it is. I mean, whatever it is, but who's getting funded by Kia? Are they? Kia is one of the huge NBA. Oh, yeah. got it. Oh, right. Oh, who's getting funded by Kia? Kia. Yes, Kia, yes, 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 exactly. And yeah. they just got bought by AT and T. Turn it. Mm-hmm. Wow. So who knows what that'll mean? But uh, they have money. I mean, they as much as they mm-hmm. you know belly moan about mm-hmm. it, you know that the gravy train is gone. They have money, so that's I still am in a place like I don't have to. I'm already being used as an advertisement. The mm-hmm. show's never, so I'm not escaping it. I'm like I don't want to be holier than thou either right. about a person who chooses to become an advertisement. That's you don't fine. seem to be uh, yeah. ducking that. You know. Yeah. So what else is fun? You, you're, oh yeah, you're starting the list. Yeah. What else is fun? Um, yeah. Uh, let's see. Validate. Yeah. Immediate validation when you walk into a room. Money. Um, oh, and then this thing, and you saw it with Shaq too. Uh, this is kind of the validation thing, but it is, it is a, there is a confidence that comes with it because of that. I feel more myself in a weird way. Because some people, I think, probably feel less themselves than others yeah. when they're really grabbed yeah. and made famous Exactly. I'm not being, I'm not being told to become anything. No. I'm not being asked to say, I mean, I'm, I'm, I write, there are scripts that yeah. I don't think are as funny as they could be, yeah. but it's not like I say things that I am against or that are not yes. me. I try very hard to be myself. Yes. And a year ago, you, I, I, I asked you, if you're you sure I should put this up there? Because you were, were running down your own show and how bad oh, yeah. it's going to be. <laughs> and I, it sounds like you still don't have a publicist paying attention to what you say or do too much. No, no, they don't. They so that's don't, great. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah. you, you feel more yourself in in this in the yeah. I feel like I'm or yeah. You're I feel more, like I'm more able to express it. Like I'm inhabiting the person I want to be in the world with more confidence than I was before. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm learning about who that is too. And again, there's a, it's a great privilege to even be given the chance to, you know, to evolve as a person. Because you're, you're yeah, in, in large part, you're being given money and attention and validation for what you do. And then time. And I just, I mean, I worked really hard for like a year. Mm-hmm. But I've been off for a month. Yeah. I've never been off for a month before. Well, yeah, that's beautiful. <laughs> that's and that's that's something that when I talked to Lois, our, our resident yeah. shrink, yeah. that she uh, talked to me about was I haven't really thought about how uncomfortable it would be for people to want to listen to an episode of this show. Because I know that the episodes aren't uncomfortable, but people who haven't had the year you've had... And are, you know, grown-ups in their lives with their hectic, and they're never going to get it. As much as we say we don't want it, it's always back there as a little kid. You want to you be a big thing. <laughs> and only a few people get to be a big, big thing. And for some reason, I'd rather wrestle with it. Well, okay, I want to go back to the big thing. Yeah. Like, I don't want to be a big thing. Like, all the things that I love about it are that it is allowing me to do the things that I kind of want to do and be the person that I kind of want to be. It, it, is a, it is a job mm-hmm. that has allowed me to do that. But the, again, like, maybe I will have an experience, because I don't have an experience right. of being a big thing. Right. No I, one comes, like, no. I don't walk into a room, no one knows who I am. Like, it doesn't... Right. But let me qualify that, that as a kid, there's the fantasy of being oh, an yeah. astronaut. Sure. And we grow up, we're not important. astronauts, and famous people seem like astronauts. Yeah. They have this amazing special. They have well, it's they've broken through into something that's very um, a small percentage of yes. people do. So they, anyone who does right. that is in right. some ways achieved right. something that I like. You say that probably everyone wants to be yeah. important, and that some people might want to listen to people talk about, but I a lot won't. of people yeah. won't. Well, yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to hear people talk about this because I don't want to think about that. Oh, yeah, that's reasonable. I want to enjoy my my life and not. But the goal of this isn't to make people be jealous of other people. It's to, it's to. Well, and it's yeah. like as you say, it's a humongous part of our culture, mm-hmm. and and I so to go through it, it. I think one thing that's important to say, and that I I want to keep saying, is that it does not necessarily have a good value, and and that and that we should at least be critical of it. Um, I don't think people are, it's like the people are, people, it's one of the few things that people be like, oh, it's great to be famous. Or, or it's awful and I don't participate in that culture at all. Oh, at all. And, and I, I write it off. I, yes. I, I and think, I think, yeah, that's And a good those point. people I think are copping out and need yeah. to, need to, if this is a problem, if this made Donald Trump, then we need to yeah, think about exactly. it. This is exactly, it's like a part of your, it's a part of how the world, again, it's yes. part of the currency. It's part of how the world makes decisions yeah. and moves forward. Yeah. Now. I would love to drop out of it too. That'd be great, you know. And maybe one day we will have to. <laughs> but uh, and that'll be really interesting. Like if there's a technological shift or collapse, back to chemtrails, shutting down the electricity system yes. from a burst from the sun. Yes, please. Yeah. yeah, but it would be very interesting to see how what would happen if technology shifted, because the fame and and and, and notoriety and all that stuff is is in flux. Mm-hmm. Anyways, we don't need to get into that stuff. Um. We can talk more about it. You want to talk about I a private want, jet? I flew on a private jet. That was cool. Uh, <laughs> with, Rashida, about, with Rashida Jones. <laughs> okay, is there a story? Or is that, no, that, that, no that just been flying on a private jet. It's awesome. Rashida Jones. Yep. Yeah? Yeah. That's, um, that's how they fly you out there. They get all the people from Turner. And they, one thing about that's the bad, okay, the negative side of being famous. They treat you like a baby. You aren't really trusted to do anything. I was picked up. 
some people it's pampering and in some ways that's positive. Like I was picked up from my house in a private car, driven to a private airport that literally had a, it had a name. It was called like, it, it, like, like with a registered trademark. You know? Where <laughs> like, were they flying from? Where were Van Nuys in LA. To where? To, oh, to, Atlanta? to New York. No, oh, no, no, not to the Atlanta. I think of, Oh yeah, of course. Turner and yeah, no, 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 no. But the fronts are all in New York. So to and then New York to a private airport in Long Island somewhere. In no, in, in New Jersey. Jersey. Yeah, ah. uh, Teeter Teeterboro, Teeter oh, Teeter Teeterton yeah. or something. Yeah. And then a private car. And all of that is because all of that is because they want you to be okay. Oh, we'll take care of it for you. But it's also because they do not trust any of us. Like they don't tr- like they treat they treat you like a child when you're talent. Yeah. So that's the negative side of it. Like you do get you know. Uh, you're, you're treated with weird kid gloves because you're not part of that normal. You don't operate in the normal world anymore, and so you yeah. get weird. People get very weird because yeah. they don't operate in the normal world. They don't yeah. use normal airports anymore. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. Last night, yeah, we were at cookout, and I wasn't in the conversation, but I heard you talking about your year in L.A. and learning the dive bars of L.A. And uh-huh. one of the things you like is that everyone has a story or was in the industry. It feels like everyone was in the industry at some point and they're now they're the bar fly you run into will tell you a story. Yeah. Ha, do you have any, any, did you meet any particular people washed, old washed up people? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I think of yep. William H. Macy in, in, <sighs> in Magnolia. I've been to that bar many times. Mm-hmm. It's called the Foxfire. Mm-hmm. It's in, uh, the Valley somewhere. Not Sherman Oaks, but anyways, uh, Oh, and it's a great bar. It is a fabulous bar, and actually, I met a woman there. That was the that actually was at that bar that the woman was like, "It doesn't make you important or whatever." Yeah, and she, what was her story? I mean, remember, I'm at these bars drinking. You don't meet. I, you know what? I don't meet a ton of like washed up. A lot right. of times, the older people in dive bars are actually just like people who live in the neighborhood. Uh-huh. It's when you go to dive bars and you see people who are working actors who are still trying. That's the hardest. Thing. Because they there's this mix of like desperation. They got off their weight shift. Exactly right, and they're just they're waiting to go to an audition, or they did go to an audition, or like maybe they haven't been working in a while. And mm-hmm. I met this one guy who this is this was really I think he summed it up so well. Now I'm thinking Mulholland Drive. It's it's all all LA, LA visions in my mind. It's a very romantic place in that way because mm. it, it is a place that gets filmed a lot. It's a place where people go with dreams, mm, yeah. and those dreams are mostly yeah. dashed. Yeah. So this one guy, which Sorry. very romantic. Yeah. So there's one guy uh, that I met who had was kind of had stopped basically acting, and it was starting like a gym for kids or something mm-hmm. like that. And he had come out to LA in his 20s, and he was in his late 30s. So like not a, it's not like ah I washed up or whatever, but he clearly was not. He was getting out of the reason he came here and he said he said he just talks about the the brutalness of that world and he said there's nothing there's nothing more soul crushing or saddening than to walk back to your car after just a horrible audition you walk in there 30 seconds thank you you're out and coming back to your car and just seeing a stack of your headshots smiling back at you. Like it is just, and that sums up that world so well to me. Yeah. It is inside, it is often one of pain and rejection and, and a lot of despair. Yeah. People, people really want it. They want it so bad. And the outside is one of total confidence and coolness and like the smiling headshot. Yeah. 
And I am fa- fascinated by that world, but it, but seeing the inside of it, like it's not something that people, it's not something people should desire. And it's not something that, if you want to make stuff and that gets you famous, that's great. But to want to be big, it... It's, it's, it's not that I didn't, I came in through the side door. That's the thing. Yeah. The side door is the best door. Yeah. I think people yeah. who chase it yeah. end up putting themselves in an existential double yeah. bind where you are inside dying and yet you're, you're surrounded by your own smiling yeah. face being yeah. confident. Yeah. And you're, you're compromising at every turn, but the compromises aren't compromises because you're not getting any, you, you, right. you usually don't get anything out of it. Right. I got to say, well, this will probably be episode 38 or 39 and not one person <laughs> <laughs> has said go for being famous for its own sake. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, no. It's, yeah. It, it, it's a silly thing to do, yeah. and I think people people do. You know, and I think that's it's like not a thing that people yeah. should should want to do. Yeah. Uh, that's this is good enough for us to start to 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 yeah to, like sum it up. To uh, yeah, um, I think this is great. You're talking about the things that I, I always want to dig into. Anything else on in the notes? No, I think that's it. Anyone else you met who it, it, was, it tickled you? Anyone snub you? No, I did. I did interrupt a conversation between Michael Moore and Maureen Spurlock just to tell Michael Moore how much I loved his last movie. Yeah, excuse me. I really and it's funny. Yeah. And I, I even like I even doubled it. Like where I was like, excuse me, nah, I won't interrupt. And I was like, what? And then I just sat there and waited while they talked. Oh. And because I, and again, I had this compulsive need. I mm. don't know what it was about. Part of it is part of it is I think identifying the people who in that sphere. I think it's you know what I think it is partly that I was trying to identify to myself and to kind of the like that that's what I like you know like I was trying to like really identify. Hey, Michael Moore, you are awesome. I think that's I'm glad that you're in this world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, kind of a yeah. thing. As opposed to I didn't approach Kenneth. Like I love Kenneth Branagh, but like whatever. What am I going to say to Kenneth yeah. Branagh? You know. So that was awkward. And then I told Morgan Spurlock that Super Size Me was one of my favorite. I mean, it was really embarrassing. I just, then I, then I like ran away. And I looked good too. I was in a suit and I had had my makeup done because I was mm-hmm. about to go to the red carpet. <laughs> I'm sure it was fine. I'm sure Probably it was fine. for you it was, it was I'm sure it was way more awkward yeah, for me. I'm, so sure he, I'm sure he's had way worse interactions. Yeah. I've had embarrassing moments like that uh, trying to, waiting on an autograph line the one nice yeah. thing I had before I talked to David Sedaris is you know there were like hundreds of people on the line after his reading and he wouldn't let me go for a little while oh. once I told him who I was and I'd been in touch and we uh, had friends in common and the people are behind me uh, and, and I was like kind of like this is, this is the opposite of what's ever happened in my life where I always try to rush off but they're usually happy for me to rush off and he was like <laughs> no no let's chat a bit and that felt good uh, yes. yes. Well, because a real, genuine interaction with someone that you admire is yeah. is really fun. Yeah. And I've had a few of those. I feel that's the other thing too. Oh, that's a fun thing. It does allow you it, it, the access thing that we had talked about last yeah. episode is is true. Like it, it gives you it's your calling card. You can walk in and be like, this person has done something. Yeah. That, you know. Yeah. And so you can be introduced. to Yeah. People. Last night, someone wanted to put you on. Wait, wait, don't tell me. Just she'd never seen your show. Right. You have a show. She's like, you have a resume. That's what she said to you. That's right. Yeah. Turns out she's got no connections. She has some. She's, she's got big wig. Got to have some public radio exactly. in the valley, so she probably knows some exactly. of those people to say hello yeah. to. We're not going to. Not big it. enough. Not big enough to yeah. be on. Wait, wait, don't tell not me. Yet. Not yet. Of course, I was sitting there. Okay, admittedly. I'm sitting there on the other side of the room. I've talked to her about my show. Well, what about me? I'd be good on Wait, Wait, Don't. I, I did think that a little. 
You gotta, you gotta, gotta have a resume, gotta have a baby. Big, gotta have a better resume. <laughs> yeah. Um. This is great. Thank you. It's been. I uh, thank you. Thanks for letting Mario? me. Uh, yeah. You gonna say goodbye? Yeah. Mario, it's been a treat to be uh, yeah. to be here with your dog. Someday I'd like to talk about my the Bowen, the famous dog, because oh yeah, I had a book about my dog once that it's now a decade old, and last night it came up, and this group of people just lit up about my dog, yeah. and, the, and the art that was made around her. Totally, I'd love to make a, a piece about that. Someday. Famous pets are very interesting. I mean, you had a famous pet before Instagram, but now it's like a thing. Mm, yeah, and so you, in a lot of ways, have a very pure version of that where it's real art that was made with with real kind of love for this dog and now like there's a whole industry around being a famous cat you know or whatever but I'm not bitter I'm really not on accident I would be so disgusted by myself if I if I milked my dog's fame there's a there's the line. I love it. Yeah. It'd be fun to ask where everyone's line is. Like what yeah. what would you be unwilling to do for yeah, yeah for James Fry would be like, no line. Yeah, no line. <laughs> no, what do you need? I'll do it. What do you got? So, Pollock probably. Well, Neil Pollock has the the advantage of being able to pretend he doesn't really mean it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a sneaky thing. Yeah. Thank you, Matthew. We'll do it again in a year. Oh, I hope so. I hope I hope uh yeah, I hope I have more um I hope I meet Shaq again. Honestly, yeah. what I would love to do is come back in a year and tell you about my burgeoning relationship yeah. with Shaq. And a, a picture. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was the other thing. I felt very... I didn't... I took zero pictures. Because that's Carry, the other thing. Carry a selfie stick. You don't want to... If you are that, it's don't. hard to be a famous... Like, if you're in on the bench, you don't want to be like... It, I didn't... It felt, I was like, what's the etiquette? I don't want to take a picture with right. Shaq. Well, no, you know, James Jones or whoever on the... Cavs bench is not taking selfies with with, with LeBron. <laughs> it would be like, oh, you fucking loser. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly yeah. right. Uh, well, thanks. Perfect. Excellent. You can catch, you can do better and decide for yourself whether it is a solid B minus on True TV starting July 11th. And if you want to see some of Matthew's work that he is perhaps more attached to, you can find that at youwillnotbelieve.us. That's youwillnotbelieve.us. You can find everything related to this here show at 15minutesjamieberger.com. That's 15-M-I-N-U-T-E-S-J-A-M-I-E-B-E-R-G-E-R.com. As ever... Ed Patnode makes it sound good. Christian Kandari made the music. This is 15 Minutes. I'm... Jamie Berger.